Welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and the producer of this podcast, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with my guest, Selvan Kuder, who is a fellow podcast producer and uh, host. We talked about why he started recording podcasts and what he was trying to uh, do with these podcasts and achieve from them and how that journey basically has taken him in the past four years since he started it. We also talked about... um, Some of the topics within the world of technology, such as patterns, uh, specifically domain-driven design, and what got him interested in that topic, and uh, how that uh, path has been for him. And we touched on a topic, not quite touched, we talked quite uh, extensively about it, about the topic of uh, being a rookie and learning and teaching and what that relationship is like and how that can enrich your life as as you go on in a certain uh, field, uh, specifically technology for us, and uh, how that has affected uh, his ability to take on new challenges uh, in his life, not just in technology, but life outside of technology as well. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's have a listen. Hello, Sylvan. Thank you so much for joining me for this uh, wonderful discussion. I'm really excited to talk with you. Uh, Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us what you do and maybe where you are, if you'd like to share? Hello, Sarah. Thank you for for interviewing me. Um, My name is Sylvain. Uh, I live in France, as you may hear from my accent, uh, in a small village near uh, Lyon uh, in in France. Um, what I do in life, I, in fact, I I, tra- uh, I work in IT. I'm a developer, uh, a freelancer. I work in this field um, since um, about 15 years and has many other things that I can do uh, in my life. I, I'm also a podcast uh, creator and uh, that's quite strange for me to be on the other side. Usually, I'm the one asking questions and I don't talk too much. But okay, right. today, that's a challenge <laughs> for me. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, of course. So can you tell us about your podcast? What is it about and why did you decide to create a podcast? Um, yes, uh, that can be a long story. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of time. <laughs> uh, so my podcast, it's called Punkin Dev. There's something like a pun, uh, a long story, another long story about that. But uh, mm-hmm. I created this uh, four years ago. Um, I'm starting the fourth year uh, now. Um, I created it uh, like many people around the world. There's been uh, some kind of uh, coronavirus <laughs> and, uh, at the time and... Um, before that, I used to go to meetups and conferences uh, in real life, not online. And uh, I learned a lot by this. I had many friends, uh, social life that was cool. And with the pandemic, uh, we from day to day, oh, no, nothing more. Uh, stay at home. Okay. Uh, and for me, everything 
stopped uh, all the way I had to learn anything on the Czech uh, Czech life. Uh, I could I could not learn from anyway. Uh, I was kind of lost because I tried um, online meetups, but I felt like I was in a work meeting. I couldn't listen very well. Uh, when we have whole day meetings and listening to people far away and the same on the evening without having the the possibility to to have a lunch with friends really that's what i felt lonely and really lost as i said yeah. um yeah. and at that time uh my wife was a school teacher And during the pandemic, uh, she could not see her, her pupils. Um, so one day she said, oh, I have an idea. I'm going to publish a podcast. Uh, every morning, I, they, have, they will have uh, five or ten minutes of my voice and what I would like them to do uh, at home. And with that, maybe I can keep some sort of link with them. And so she asked me if if I could develop something to uh, uh, to uh, to provide this, yeah. which I was uh, happy to to do. And after the the pandemic, when we could uh, we could have started other meetups, but it wasn't still working. Yeah. I asked myself, but oh, podcast, maybe that's a good idea. Um, in fact, mm -hmm. to to create other kind of links with people, and uh to share knowledge and maybe to learn uh, since uh, i consider that um i don't know if maybe a physician like Niels Bohr or someone else said something like uh you can't say that you really understand something unless you're able to teach it and mm -hmm. that was yeah. the way i told myself okay there there are these knowledge i think I know a little bit of each, but what if I can really teach them? I think I will understand them really better. So right. that's why I started. Uh, I just went uh, away for about three days. I took a microphone, my laptop, and uh, I wrote uh, everything, what I have to do. Uh, and I created the podcast. Uh, yeah. During the first year, I did almost every uh, every episode alone, uh, just topics I wanted to to share. Um, I so it was kind of like you pick a topic and then you yes. dive into it for a little while, and then you learn about it, and then you talk about it, basically to exactly. to help others learn about it as well. I started with. Topics, uh, technical topics um, mm -hmm. about simple. Man can consider it simple, but as unit test, what is a unit test? Uh, what is mm -hmm. TDD? What is DDD? And and so on. Sometimes it was just uh, how to say. I wanted to express all the anger I had about a specific topic I had in the few last <laughs> months about oh no this kind of people I so. Sometimes just yeah. a, a mood, but right. I had many uh, many episodes like this, and uh, the greatest challenge I had for the first part of the podcast of the podcast, sorry, uh, it was at a point 
I challenge myself and at every hand of each episode, I said to my listeners, see you next week. Yes, so, I think that's the biggest challenge. Yes. That commitment, that time commitment, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to have this little sentence on the very beginning, but after four, five, six episodes, I say, ah, yes, I think I can do it. So I said, <laughs> see you next week. On each week, I had to publish something. Uh, for me, it was a kind of, um, I wanted to have um, uh, self-energy. I wanted to, to, yes, be more righteous in my, in my weeks, uh, having some goals that I can fulfill. It's not impossible. It's mm -hmm. quite a challenge, but mm -hmm. uh, right. I wanted this. So during the first years, from September to June, I published 42 episodes. So I think it's wow. quite... That's a lot. That's a lot, yes. Uh, when I look yeah. back, so I say, oh, oh, yes, that's really <laughs> a lot. Uh, on the next years, I said, stop. I won't be able to do this again. That's too much, uh, really. Uh, that was tough. And on the end, on the, on the first season, on the first year, uh, even alone, I had merely no more subjects I could uh, speak alone So I started interviews. Mm -hmm. uh, having on the first, there were just friends uh, or colleagues that were coming and were just discussing about one subject, uh, still uh, about um, sometimes about testing, about uh, team lives, about uh, about um, I don't know, maybe uh, the role of an um, architect and something like this. And on the years that came after. I did more and more of uh, this format, uh, having mm -hmm. uh, lonely episodes, lonely uh, alone, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. just the exception, the maybe one or two uh, each year, no more. Yeah. And I publish I no more than 15 a year. It's quite enough. That's still a lot. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's, uh, there, are, there are a few things to consider. I think, first of all, it's really brave to do episodes by yourself without a guest because, um, And it depends, I guess, on the topic, because there are certain topics that we're more comfortable talking about, so it's a little bit easier. But I can understand if it's something that you're learning about and you're challenging yourself to also talk about it, um, throw an episode by yourself and come up with the material and uh, with with the knowledge that... And I know for um, each of us, we are our own worst critic because we want to produce something that's, you know, valuable and we think that it should be at a certain standard or whatever, whatever that standard is. Um, but I'm sure for you, it must have been a lot of work to produce that those episodes every week and talk about it by yourself or however long you were talking about it. So that's, um, I applaud you on that. That's a huge challenge to begin with. And I think the other part of it is the time commitment that you mentioned, because a lot of times... When I listen to an episode of a podcast and now I look at it very differently from uh, the time before I used to produce podcasts. Before that time, I would listen to somebody talk or guests talking or several people having a conversation and my mind would be like, okay, this is a, this is a cool you know, half hour, 45 minute conversation. That's great. Once you start actually doing it, there's a lot more to it, right? <laughs> there's preparation. There is the, the conversation, setting the time with the guests to make sure you, you, know, you, you land on the same time on uh, you know, the day that you want to talk 
and given time differences for us, for example, we're seven hours dif- you know, yes. d- uh, apart. So there are a lot of challenges. And then once that episode is recorded, then you have to go into editing and so on. So um, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm really impressed that you did it every week, that first week. Um, the podcast that I've been doing, um, I started about three and a half years ago. And my commitment to myself was every other week. Um, and I didn't miss one. I took a, a break this year uh, over the summer, but uh, it was there were weeks that, especially if you have a guest that you've scheduled and they have to cancel for you know health issues or whatever, um, and then all of a sudden you're trying to scramble and find another person to talk to or another topic to come up with. So it's yeah, there's a lot that goes to that. So that's that's fantastic that you took on the challenge. Another thing that you mentioned that is um, interesting and also. Um, I found it a bit challenging as well is especially in the world of technology, talking about things is not as popular, so to speak, because, and I'm saying in, in a matter of just audio recording, right? Because we're used to going to meetups and meeting in person pre-COVID time. And now after COVID, we do have these virtual sessions, but a lot of times you get to see something on the screen, whether it's a presentation or a live demo or whatever it is. But in the format of audio only, it becomes a, a different challenge altogether because you have to talk about technical things without really showing anything for it. So how has it been for you? Um, I don't remember exactly when it was on, on the first, my first tries, but... Uh, I think I choose topics that would be uh, easier to to talk without any uh, visual help. Um, right. I would say, uh, in fact, when I started talking about technical um, subjects, um, I prefer I choose to speak about mainly uh, practices uh, about general approaches. Uh, when I talk about uh, TDD, it, it just uh, I I can't describe why TDD is. Uh, I'm not. Um, uh, I don't take the, stop, so the the topics by on the, the side. Uh, you have to uh, write this kind of code, uh, name your method uh, this way, uh, use uh, this kind of uh, of a library. Um, I don't go into this kind of details, and I can't. I don't think I can. Um, I can speak about absolutely any subject uh, with no visual uh, help, uh, but I think I uh, I'm getting some kind of experience with uh, all this, and I think there are more and more subjects that uh, I can do with no visual help, uh, with just my voice on right. on my voice, and that's all on our voice, mine or other people's, but. I think, uh, yes, there are more and more. And often I discuss with people that uh, I w- would like to have in my podcast. And uh, most of them are some kind of afraid, oh, can I really talk about that without, or can I do without my PowerPoint? Uh, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, you don't need, <laughs> uh, you don't need absolutely slide everywhere. Uh, it's a podcast. We can edit. You can fail. We can restart. Yes, there's no problem. Um but we have to work on 
the way we address uh, certain topics. Because, uh, yes, we cannot do live coding. That's a fact. Uh, yeah. Let's let's try other things. And mm -hmm. I think that's really cool uh, because I, um, a few years ago, I started um, giving conferences. And on the first, I created, I started, like everyone else, by creating my slides and having so much text. Now, when I create a slide, mostly there's an image, a word, yeah. a sentence maximum. But most mm -hmm. of the time, just images or animation, if I can show something uh, that's, that's relevant. But uh, that was really a good exercise for me to produce so many content without anything visual. And yeah. uh, I think now my conferences are better than they were before because I can I can speak uh, with no uh, visual tools. And if uh, when I speak uh, as a blackout electricity, I can go yeah. talking and that's no problem. I can no problem, make right. plenty of things uh, without it. And okay, it's cool. And really uh, that has given me a lot of confidence in the way that I can talk, express and and explain things uh, even during uh, works, when I work with teams or the dev, or even when when I I'm uh, how to say uh, when I want a job, I'm discussing with a with a manager on the expressions, and I feel like uh, I'm at home. I mean, okay, expressing myself is something normal uh, for me. Right. It, it becomes. Yes, it's nothing uh, for people uh, using their voice and speaking in front of people. It is something, something hard, difficult, and that costs lots of energy. Uh, for me, it is still... It's but become second nature met, now. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, except today, because in English, uh, my brain's uh, ah, faster. But okay, <laughs> I think I can yeah, do it, so let's go. Yeah, you're doing fantastic. Um, Imagine this, I couldn't say a word in French if it was the other way around. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I completely understand um, the the challenge of, uh, you know, second language or a third maybe for you. But uh, yeah, anyhow, it's, I think I also find it more effective for me personally when I'm looking at a talk where there are not a lot of words on each slide because Personally, I get really distracted when I see a lot of sentences because I feel like I have to read through them and I'm trying to listen to the speaker at the same time and it's really difficult. Um, and I feel like I do a halfway job at either. I'm not hearing what they're saying properly. I'm not reading the slides before, we move, before they move on to the next thing. Uh, so I think it is very effective and powerful when you just have a couple of words on the slide with an image, but you are telling a story. That storytelling part is important. Now, you did mention DDD a couple of times, and I'm curious because um, we sort of do function, um, Axonic does function a bit uh, more further into the world of DDD and CQRS and so on. Um, why that topic? And how did you get interested in it at all? Or did you find it something that was... Um, tangible at the very beginning? I remember you told me about a meetup that you went to and uh, your experience after that was interesting. So can you share that? Um, that's another long story. Um, 
I don't know how is uh, the the the, the take. Uh, uh, health, I could say, uh, in US or in other countries. But in France, we have a lot of uh, legacy projects with which code that is so old and written with with so few good practices. Um, mm-hmm. There are many, many developers that uh, are exhausted of this. And yeah. uh, sometimes they even tend to 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 change their job. They don't want to be developers anymore because they're really exhausted. Some are pushed to burnout or just uh, really changing. Uh, uh, I know people that stopped tech and they they went uh, in the mountain. Um, Raising goats and salads and <laughs> really, really, that's no joke. Uh, sometimes it's yeah. it's told about uh, the tone of joke, but for some people, that's uh, that's reality. Um, that's a reality, yeah. At, I had the same uh, exhaustion because uh, I passed the first ten years working on old code bases that were so hard to maintain, to correct, and when I was on the verge of giving up um, during meetups, I crossed the way of other developers that mm-hmm. uh, that had gone uh, away beyond these problems. And when I discussed with them, how, what, what can you do to not add this? Uh, and they started using a lot of DD terms, <laughs> like the XDDs, TDD, yeah. DDD, and there are many BDD. And first, uh, I was, uh, I was, what? What that things? And I started yeah. to listen and to learn and to go on the internet, reading uh, articles, reading books, uh, seeing videos, and coming to other meetups uh, that were dedicated to this. Uh, coding dojos. I, I discovered coding dojos uh, with Kata. I don't know if it's uh, the same word uh, we use mm. uh, in English, but uh, these exercises that come, the, the word comes from the, the karate world. Uh, uh, I discovered them and okay, seems cool. I'm learning new things. Maybe developing could still be interesting for me. And the more I dug into this, the more I discovered that I knew nothing about all it. And right. uh, to, to, I'm coming to DDD. Um, in, a, in my hometown, in Lyon, we have a, a meetup that is dedicated to DDD. One the mouse, uh, wow. we come to speak about DDD. And the first time I came in, uh, there were a lot of people. That was the first uh, event that uh, this guy uh, did for DDD, especially. And there were many people who already knew a lot about this. And I spent one or two hours understanding absolutely nothing. (laughs) They were talking about DDD, about SecureRS, about Event Driven, about BDD and bonded context. And what what are these words? (laughs) Sounds familiar. (laughs) I've been there. I, I was shocked and, and despaired. I I went out and I said to myself, I don't get it. Uh, and I didn't uh, came back for almost six months or one year 
because uh, I, I told myself, I cannot go and have evening like this where I don't understand the thing. So yeah. I... And it just becomes overload of information. Yes, totally. So I started with the base. I bought, mm -hmm. I bought uh, the DDD, the blue book from Eric Evans. Yes. I, I started reading it and it was a real pain. Uh, <laughs> it's not... In fact, tech books are really interesting, but I don't like reading them. If uh, When I read mm -hmm. a book... Uh, I want to read uh, fiction. I want to read stories, not, right. yes. not take life. That's, That's something abstract, yeah. Yes. Uh, to that point, yeah, of course. Even if there are many things so interesting, uh, that's not really for me. But I challenge my face. Okay, do it. I read some parts that was still hard. I didn't get it. But with a few I, read, I had read, I came back to the meetup and Once a time, I said, oh, yes, I've read something about this. Can we discuss? Oh, mm -hmm. I'm starting to get this small point since our oh, bounded context. Yes, I think I can try to understand ubiquitous language. Oh, no, I don't have this one. Okay, so you <laughs> say if I yeah, don't have this one, I don't really understand the other one. Okay, let's go back to work. And um, as cycle, I started learning and I discovered that DDD is a wonderful toolbox that can help address uh, problematics in in tech lives, in project or in in software industry in so many ways, in the way code is written, in the way code is, uh, is um, in the way we think code before even we, we even write it. We start re uh, writing, yeah, of course. Really, a, um, I like this, and I think, I really believe it's, um, I don't know if, if I'm right or wrong, but I strongly <laughs> believe that uh, all these tools can really help us uh, to make our industry better and stop having uh, such uh, people who don't work in tech have... Uh, I'm no full image of us. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're information. Oh, bug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm bug. <laughs> In my life, yes, I produce bug. Uh, yes, that's mainly what I do, but I try to produce less and less. But yes, that's what we do. And we are really, we're not good at it, I think. And I really think DDD can be uh, a way to be better at this, uh, can be yeah. better at... Uh, giving users what they want and what they deserve, know what uh, we could try to do. and <laughs> Yeah, become better at it. And I think one of the things that DDD helps with that um, is making those business requirements a little bit more clear before starting to code. So as you mentioned, the process starts quite a long time before we even sit on our IDE and just start writing. And what you mentioned about producing bugs, um, it kind of makes me chuckle because a lot of times those bugs come from uh, not just code errors or something that didn't you know, work in the testing process or what have you, but um, the, the old joke of it's, it's not a bug, it's a feature, a lot of times comes because of uh, those unfinished requirements or unclear requirements that come from uh, the business side or we think come from business side, but we have the, our own interpretation and then the business side uh, has its own interpretation, which 
brings us to the ubiquitous language, right? So those are important things. And I think important, as you beautifully mentioned, the toolbox gives us certain tools and you can pick and choose which areas you want to focus a little bit more on. There are times that um, I've heard uh, some folks saying, you know, bounded context, ah, we don't get it. We don't want to use that. That's fine. It's okay, fine. You can start the project by creating a, a uniform language between various departments of a company or various parts of a project. Start with that and then start defining which context are you talking about and then define your bounded context and so on and so forth. So you can take bite-sized pieces just like your learning went through, right? Yep. You understood some parts and some parts didn't make sense. So you go back and you dive a little bit deeper into it and like, ah, I have that aha moment and it makes sense and now I can implement. So I think it's it's really cool that you went through that. And part of the um, reason you started the podcast was, um, of course, you know, that feeling of loneliness, which we all felt during the pandemic and uh, a lot of frustration that was, coming from not having the kind of uh, life that we we did have prior to COVID or wanted to have and continue on having. And all of a sudden, everything was stopped. But um, another thing that you mentioned when we had uh, our first conversation was uh, the, the teaching aspect of it. You wanted to help others understand some of the things that you were also trying to learn. And through these podcasts, you were trying to uh, help them learn about those topics, or if they already knew about those topics, get them excited to dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, and with that, we were also discussing a little bit about um, being a rookie um, in parts of the field, right? Not knowing everything about it, like yourself, where you were learning about DDD and some of these other patterns. Um, talk to me a little bit about feeling like being a rookie after being in this, um, you know, field for a really long time and feeling like, gosh, I don't understand this. And what do I do? I don't want to look like I'm failing or I'm not succeeding in something that so many others seem to be thriving at. So how do you deal with that challenge and those feelings? Do you feel those feelings or is it just kind of like, well, I don't know about it. I'm just going to learn. I always feel like I'm a, a rookie for so many things. Uh, <laughs> in fact, even uh, I'm talking about GDD, but uh, I have friends that are just knowing so much about it. I think I know a uh, so, so small part of it compared to them. I feel like I'm still a rookie, but I'm not that much. And sometimes uh, you could call this think uh, some kind of imposture syndrome. That's yeah. a good Imposter name. Imposture syndrome, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think it's still a, a good uh, thing to to still consider yourself as a rookie on many things. Um, for my part, I mean, just uh, just me. I am I'm happy with yeah. that. Uh, I feel like a rookie on many things. Uh, this has... Mm, some, uh, how to say, I'm losing my world, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's cool to be a rookie since, uh, okay, you have many things to learn. And that's a good news. Uh, since yeah. I have things to learn, uh, my brain gets stimulated and I think I can go on with this work for, for years. 
uh, if I know everything and I have nothing to learn, I think I'm gonna get depressed, really. Right. Um, or, or maybe just uh, just too too much proud of myself. I don't find the word maybe condescendent. Yes, I can say that. Mm, uh, yeah, but too full of yourself, maybe. Full yeah. of myself. Yes, uh, I wouldn't <laughs> want to 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 be like that. And uh, considering myself as a rookie, helps uh, me helps me sorry uh, to not to be uh, yes too full of myself and being uh, such an horrible person and in the same way uh, still thinking as my uh, of myself as a rookie i think maybe i'm wrong i don't know i'm thinking uh, the way i talk but uh, i think i can be a better teacher things yeah. uh, okay i'm a rookie people are also rookies and i don't forget I had to struggle with things. Uh, I must not have uh, this kind of um, um, master problem that is expanding all what he knows. Even it's it's not um, to be a, a bad person, but sometimes we don't think about it. We use many words. We don't even think about them. But keeping in mind, okay, I'm a rookie. I'm not the only one. There are people we have all degrees of knowledge about things. And sometimes uh, there are young developers in teams uh, that don't know many things that I know, but it works in the other way. Uh, they're just out of school and they just learned something that I mostly forgot uh, because I was in school 15 years ago and brand forgets uh, many things yeah. so okay or I, even a brand new technology that they bring with them right also yes uh and yeah. that's it i think that's uh quite exciting about uh this job and all the tech uh it's it's changing uh, it's challenging every day mm-hmm. sometimes i'm tired of the of seeing all things that I don't have time to learn because uh, I'm 40 years old and uh, I have a family, I have many hobbies, I can't uh, have every evening working on, on tech, but right. okay, it's cool. I can't know everything, but still, even I actually, that's what I'm trying to do. I want to work with teams uh, where I don't know the stack. Uh, yeah. I'm mostly uh, .NET developers, but I, I think uh, myself, uh, actually, I want to work with Java teams. For example, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know Java. I know a little bit, but I'm sure I can bring some good practices and think to them. So uh, at this time, I'm struggling to find people that uh, will not be shocked to see what you haven't done uh, 10 years of Java. No, you won't. Oh. Let's try it. Oh, let's you, you can talk to anybody in our team and they would be super happy to 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 help you on that road because yeah, we we are I, I think um I'm biased of course <laughs> because I work with them and I do enjoy them. But I think um we do have a lot of uh, really good developers who are also humble uh, that they feel like this is a great challenge because as you mentioned it's impossible for each one of us to know everything. Um and you know, on the same token, they may not know much about .NET. So that's kind of a, a two-way street. You can offer something to them. They can mm-hmm. offer something to you, no matter where you are or who, which developers you work with. And I think what you mentioned about being a rookie at everything, <laughs> I call myself a rookie for life. Because even if I 
know a specific topic in my mind really well, I always find myself that there's still something about it that I had no idea or had never heard before. And it was such an interesting experience for me when I started my uh, teaching life a long time ago. Um, I think I, I mentioned in our last conversation, I was a music teacher in my previous life. And when I was going to school, when I was going to university and uh, working on my uh, master's degree, I was teaching the entire time. As I learned more about music and about the things that I was becoming, um, <laughs> I use this term funny, a master in it, um, I'm becoming proficient in it. I kept running into more and more instances of my students telling me something that made me think, huh, I never thought about it that way. Oh, that's an interesting way to do it. Oh, how interesting. You know, and it wasn't like we were talking philosophy or anything like that. I was teaching piano for the most part to young kids. And I found myself learning so much for these from these little kids. And the more I was teaching, the more I was learning from them. And it was really a cool experience. And it energized me a lot because it's, it's always funny um, with kids, especially. They're just so honest, so brutally honest that they just come to you and they're like, no, that's that's not right. Or I don't want to do it that way because it's, <laughs> it's just silly. It doesn't make sense. you know. And they just change the whole thing and do it their way. And you're like, Oh, that actually makes perfect sense. Why didn't we do this, you know, in college? And you you learn so much from them. So I think being a rookie is is a wonderful thing because you don't have expectations of yourself to to be an expert in anything. You're challenging your mind to think and to do things out, outside of the box sometimes, even which is really nice. Um, so with with your podcast going forward, what what are your future goals and what are your um next steps that that you want to achieve um oh uh, difficult question uh <laughs> why do i want to achieve in fact uh, it's difficult since uh, um we are on the beginning of september and uh mm -hmm. i achieved the most greatest goal i could never dreamed of uh last weeks on the podcast yeah. um Uh, before we talked about uh, creating uh, context, uh, not uh, uh, relying on visual uh, on visual tools. Uh, in fact, mm -hmm. um, uh, three years ago, uh, three weeks, three weeks, weeks ago, oh, uh, I could interview uh, a woman uh, named Viviane Lalande. Uh, you might not know about her, but uh, in France, she's quite uh, known. Um, she has a YouTube channel. And she's uh, talking about science, uh, mm -hmm. uh, like many other people. But uh, it's been 10 years uh, since she started uh, wow. talking about science, about physics, about many things. And uh, she has a secondary channel where she's talking about how she likes to transmit science. Uh, I don't know the 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 word, but uh, we talk in French. We talk about uh, vulgarization, um, uh, bringing knowledge to most people, not to mm -hmm. academics people, but to everyone. And right. there are many um, 
meta knowledge. I don't know how to say this, but there are many knowledge and skills uh, that can be helpful to achieve this. And I've listened so many times when she's talking about this, and um, maybe uh, last June or July, I say, okay, I want to talk with her about this. I just <laughs> sent a mail, and in fact, she said yes. And Fantastic. for me, that uh, I have um, uh, my listeners, I can cope them about uh, hundreds of people, mm-hmm. uh, maybe thousands over a month, but that's its kind of numbers. Uh, for her, she has uh, more than 500,000 uh, people that are following her on YouTube. For me, it's, she's oh, just wonderful. huge. Uh, yeah. I mean, she... And I could speak with her directly and have a podcast. I was <laughs> so proud, so happy. Uh, in fact, uh, somewhere... Uh, uh, People didn't didn't listen it too much because maybe mm-hmm. it's a topic that that is interesting me more than other people. But I don't care. That was purely for me, uh, and yeah. uh, for me, it's a really a great achievement. And I'm I'm going on with this, and I want to to interview people that uh, maybe are not uh, from tech. Uh, but that can bring things uh, into uh, take their own uh, their own lives their own skills um, mm-hmm. I like take when uh, the tech world I like it when I can have parallel with other uh, topics and skills that's what you were saying with music uh, I'm a musician too I like many sort of arts and uh, this year uh, last week I started learning cellos and uh, formerly I was a guitarist and learned piano I'm a singer but oh this is totally new but (laughs) I stay a rookie but even if I'm a rookie I have knowledge Um, I'm a musician I can read music I understand music Uh, that's giving me uh, tools to to progress easier faster faster I'm 40 everything starting to become slow (laughs) Uh, with the aging, no, but no, no. I, I, I really like this. It's the age of wisdom starting now. <laughs> yes, yes, I like that. <laughs> but uh, really, I like uh, I like these things, and I like to speak about <clears throat> about topics that are that can cross uh, that can cross uh, tech uh, subjects, but go through and um, one uh, conference that I uh, produced last year is was is was about voice uh, mm-hmm. how do you uh, accept your voice there are many people that don't like their voice and what I was saying before that I'm so glad I can speak easily uh, I said okay uh, there are people that are better than me on <laughs> a pure tech uh, point of view but I have work that they don't have. Uh, I have um, even money uh, that they can't have. Why? And in fact, that's what's the point. Uh, Voice. Okay. It's easy for me. Uh, I learned speaking, in fact, singing uh, in front of many people. On the beginning, it was difficult. Now it's it's not a problem. So, okay, this is my past. Uh, That was hard, a struggle. Uh, This is what I can say. And it can benefit people in the tech and 
Uh, I would like uh, to come back to the the goals I would have. I want to to go further into this direction, uh, taking parts of other things and bringing all this into tech. Uh, this talk about voice, uh, we are working with a friend who is um, into a theater and mm -hmm. he would like to... We tried once, but to mix what you can do about uh, posture and express and me from the voice part. And we want to have things like this. And uh, I also, um, I use the podcast to have this, but uh, I, I'm currently learning to be a coach for people who are willing to give conferences, but never did mm -hmm. it. And right. uh, I think all my experience with podcasts and discussion with Vivian, as I told, uh, I think uh, this is cool to share this. Uh, I don't want to keep yeah. it for myself. I will go on sharing this. And um, for now, um, I just say for the podcast, uh, uh, the fact that I can uh, still publish new episodes and there are still people listening to me, It's so cool. Uh, on the first step, I did it for myself. And it's a pure coincidence that people started listening to it. Uh, yeah. I published it. I told I, people. I'm, but sure, I'm sure there are a lot of good stuff that people, that's why people are still listening to it. Yeah. But for me, it's uh, on, on the first part, I couldn't understand at all. Why are they listening to me? What? <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, I still don't get it, but... <laughs> It's cool. I'm really happy with that. And um, as long as people are listening and I have things to learn, share, or people that want to come in. Uh, uh, this year, I have so many. Last year, I struggled to find uh, people that would come. I had, I really struggled to find subjects and topics. And this year, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I struggled with my calendar. <laughs> it is awful. I have <laughs> some... too much now. Yes, it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a we call that a rich problem. Uh, it's but, a good problem, exactly. Uh, but really, I really enjoy it, and I have uh, people that can that are going to to come to talk about things that are so cool. I'm excited to uh, to provide this uh, this thing to, to people. Really, that's, uh, that's cool. So yeah. what I can wish for the podcast, just as long as I can go on, that's cool. Maybe next year exactly. I won't have any ideas and I will stop <laughs> and perhaps I will, I don't know. Let's see and Pick what live has no, for I me. Think, I think it's fantastic because I think the having a vast... Um, number of topics to talk about is really cool and i'm sure that a lot of things that you talk about resonate with your listeners and that's why they continue listening and come back for for more um so many congratulations on it and really cool that you got to talk to uh, somebody that you were excited to talk to and they were um they were willing to come and have a conversation very easily and that's that's really awesome Uh, it always feels really nice when when you kind of look up to somebody and you're like, yeah, it would be cool to talk to this person. And you go and reach out and they say, yes, it's fantastic. And um, yeah, and that's that's another thing that I try to remind myself most of the times. If, um, and I think part of it is also going back to being a rookie is important. If I don't know a lot of people or if I um, haven't seen him in a million conferences because I'm sort of new in the field of technology and Um, I go reach out to somebody and they say yes. And um, 
and then go talk to a colleague or a friend in, in the field of IT and they're like, oh, that's so cool. This person is big. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know that, but that's really great. Uh, so that's always a nice surprise. Um, but I wish you the best of luck going forward. And um, I'm so happy I got to talk to you. And I hope that your interests and uh, hobbies become even more. And I always think of us as human beings. We're not one dimensional. We we always do have several things. And as we age, our interests change and we become really excited about other things that we didn't know. One of the things that I look back and uh, it makes me smile is um, when I was younger, even as a teenager in my early 20s, even I thought I was the worst person to draw anything. I couldn't even draw a car. My houses look like a box and that was the best I could do with drawing. Um in my 30s, I discovered I can actually draw and I do a pretty dang good job at it. So these are really, really exciting things that we find out about ourselves going forward. And um, bravo to you for challenging yourself. And I think everybody who's listening to this should challenge themselves to do something new and learn something new, whether it's in technology or otherwise. So again, thank you so much for being here and giving me some of your time today and uh, sharing your story. And I hope to have an opportunity to talk to you about other topics another time. With my pleasure. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to uh, have a, a podcast in English about what I do. <laughs> That's really uh, an honor for me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day and uh, hope to talk to you soon. See you soon. Thank you for listening to my talk with uh, Sylvain. I hope you enjoyed it. Please join me next time for other interesting topics with wonderful guests. Until then, I wish you well and happy coding. Bye.